0: Well, maybe we'll never know. Yeah. Maybe Look, we will. I'm probably, maybe I'm, we'll, I'm probably fine never knowing. <laughs> we'll know. need to know. No, we'll know. What is oh, up, everybody? Welcome to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Man, I'm telling you, it's weird. It feels like we haven't done this for a while. A little, weird little break at the halfway point.
1: Uh, since you saw me last, I've been awake for 30 minutes. You, you needed it, man. I need little more.
0: reset. You need more? You didn't get enough. Uh, there, there's never enough. There's a, Hell, I feel like there's love or sleep. Thing. Guys, we have a great show for you today. Um, don't think that our energy ran out from the weekend Hell when no. it was a party. Don't Man. think that I don't still have energy for it. I've talked about it on other shows. I haven't talked about it here. Mm. Very excited to talk about the 76ers. Yeah, the 76ers going out. Sad. Going out sad and going it's down bad. Sad does not cover it. Sad does not cover it. Uh, we're also, but we're going to spend a majority of the time today obviously talking about Nuggets Lakers. That series begins tomorrow. It's the big one, the one we've been waiting for, the one we sink in the back of our minds knew was inevitable at some point. It was just going to show up on our doorstep. Well, here it is. Uh, we'll get to all that. But I got the fellas with me. Brennan Vogt.
2: Watching the Lakers practice today, thinking about what you've said many times. It has to be this way. Has to. It has to. And it does feel like Destiny staring the fellas, staring these fellas, you ladies and fellas in the face. I can't wait for game one. This is it. This is what we waited. This is what we waited for. And
0: then over here, I got
1: D-Line. I share your general sentiment. Uh, I'm terrified uh, because I am conditioned <laughs> to this way. I, I have learned many times over that the Nuggets suck and the Lakers are cool. But I don't. I don't believe it anymore. Like, but I just keep getting taught this lesson. I think he slept
3: too long over here. I got Harrison Wynn. <laughs> you did sleep a lot, but do you think you slept more than Nicole Jokic did over the last three? I days? definitely swam less. I time. feel like you guys <laughs> might have been on the same sleep schedule.
0: I should have gotten a after haircut after the sunset. Yeah, no, poor Yoke, man. There's no rest for the weary because rain all weekend in Denver. There's no pool for oh, pool time for old poor Yoke. No I,
2: pool time. I bet Yoke. Goes in the pool when it's raining. <laughs> I had a friend I named Brian too. Phillips who did that in high school. In Jokic, Serbia, they do that. Guy. I mean, the Michael, they, they don't care. The Michael yeah.
0: Porter Snapchat. We all about to get elected. We can't. So funny. It's my favorite. But but gotta, have, he's got to get the pool time in, though. Um, like, to well, we got we to keep it moving, guys, because while it's not our top story, it is our first story. I don't know if you guys turned on the television over the weekend. Maybe watched a little basketball. Our team wasn't playing, but there was still basketball to be played. I tuned in. You tuned in a little (laughs) bit. And, you know, we thought 76ers Nuggets just feels (laughs) like a clash of the Titans. The the MVPs are going to meet him. And then game six happened, and it was a little sad. Like, man, what happened to you guys out there? You had an opportunity at home. But everybody has bad games, guys. Everybody has bad games. Famously, Joel Embiid did not touch the ball. What was it, four minutes and 50 seconds to end the game or whatever it was? Who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? uh, Well, probably Embiid. But also, like, go get the ball, dude. Go get the ball. Nobody passed to me? Come on. Go get the ball. So anyway, that was that. You think, all right, well, game seven, man. This is a real legacy builder for Harden and and Embiid. Holy shit. Could it go worse? Bro. Bro. Guys, (laughs) I'm not kidding when I say (laughs) that was as embarrassing of a way to go down as possible for the player who has most been compared to Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. He was sad. Yeah. Sad to, um, again, sad does not cover it. That
1: was Shakespearean tragedy. That was uh, clear cut evidence that ba- the basketball gods exist and they are Thank not you. to be trifled with. Always watching. James Harden, the greatest grifter ever known to man, wh- ha- along with Chris Paul before him. And Joel Osteen. Those are like the three. Uh, Joel Osteen and Joel Embiid. Just catching strays here. It's like not even a basketball player. I know, right? Although
0: he's pretty tall. Yeah. He might play
1: basketball. Just kept doing the wrong riffs there, Joel. smited. Smited by uh, those that need to be acknowledged and uh, spoken about with pure reverence. It was beautiful.
3: Healthy fear, too. Harrison,
1: what was your favorite
0: part?
3: My biggest thought watching that utter collapse was I wasn't that surprised. I know. Me, too. I know it sounds like haterade. You can so see it coming, Yes. Because this is Joel Embiid who blames everybody except himself every time they lose in the playoffs and did so again after this game seven loss this is james harden who comes up small in the biggest moments throughout his entire playoff career when you hit your wagon to those two guys how can you be surprised by that result in game seven how they went out (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was exactly how you would think Joel Embiid and James Harden would go out. That's so true. in the playoffs. So that's so true. That's the biggest thought I had while watching. I, I wasn't that surprised. Good, good. I feel like we're ramping up in intensity. Can you bring <laughs> it up
2: a level? Um, well, no, from that, no, yeah. I was. I oh, was I, at, I, I can. I was going to say that. That I felt the same way. That's always how Embiid and Harden were going to go out. It did feel like Harden quit. Uh, Embiid quit with like twenty minutes of actual oh, game yeah, time dude. left. He was just. You could just see it in his face, man. You really could. Sometimes you just get a, catch a shot of a player running down the floor and you know, he can't wait for the next shot or he can't wait for this to be over. And I can't believe how much yoke, uh, Embiid was in the second camp. Chat's clamoring for it. I have to acknowledge it. Bit of a mixed experience for me. <laughs> but I have to say, if it had to happen in any game, it was the right game. Even I kind of enjoyed that one, fellas.
0: All right. Um, you guys all touched on some good points. I don't know if you looked at some of the advanced metrics in this game. Joel Embiid had a 128.0 defensive rating. Yep. He got spammed in the pick and roll. He got spammed in the pick and roll. <laughs> this game was about the Celtics being like, you know who the mark is on defense? Joel, Joel Embiid. Jesus that rim protector Christ. in there. Remember, it was like Jokic in the playoffs, though. The problem is he's never going to be able to get stops. 128? bro? 128? They were
2: hunting him, too. And by the way, the plan
0: was there he is. There it is. Screen. Boom. Got him. Got him over and over and over again. I... uh, This... (laughs) I don't want to go too far, because I think you can go too far and just become a hater. I mean, you can probably go pretty far. You can go really far. I'm just saying, you know, this year I'm all about letting go of hell. And, like, you know, as much as I want to point out the truth, I think it's important for us all to, like, be like, hey, let's look at the truth that's now in front of us. Uh. People for years kept telling us, you know, that they knew the truth. I feel like the truth was revealed over the last week or so. The truth has finally been revealed. The defense was the problem here. The offense was a problem too. I mean, ninety-one point nine offensive great. rating for Joel Embiid. That guy couldn't get the basketball. They couldn't figure out the double teams they were throwing at him. Shoot, shot no less than eight air balls in the game. Yep. But the defense to me is the part where I look at and I go, guys, I never want to hear anybody say Jokic can't guard or can't win in the playoffs because of pick and roll defense. Yep. I never want to hear it. Literally, what happened to Joel Embiid in yeah. this game? And the fact that Joel Embiid has played in the
3: Eastern Conference his entire career has covered up a lot of the deficiencies in his game that would normally shine through in a playoff environment. The Eastern Conference just doesn't have the dynamic guards that the Western Conference does (sighs) and doesn't put those big men in the spots that Western Conference teams do. When Joel Embiid played Trey Young... I know this exact same thing happened. That's Trey young. Trey young. Yeah. So it was no surprise when he actually got exposed in the way that a lot of Western conference teams play lots of pick and roll, lots of targeting, lots of switching, the same thing happened to him that happens to a lot of bigs. Every is, why, big, every is big. This is why
0: – yeah, it's every this is which is what I've been saying, by the way. Everybody says it's Jokic because yeah. they'll clip the lowlights of Jokic getting cooked in the pick and roll. It's like, no, guys. The league has these weird – these dumb rules where your big guys just can't breathe on guys, so it's so hard to cover the perimeter. But, guys, this is why I like the idea. We, we said maybe feathers in a cap. Maybe it's jerseys. How many jerseys do you collect? You know, guys you knock off. Yeah, not yeah. scalps Not scalps That's why we're trying to find something better. <laughs> Joella Bede currently, Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't have the best Don't, scalps. I'm telling you there's none. There's not like you go through the list and you're like who's the best player? be Spencer Dinwiddie a top 4 guy that <laughs> The Joe Ellen beat. Hey man, he got Joe beat. Harris
3: this series. Like got that's a nice scalp. That
0: is that is a <laughs> luscious scalp. <laughs> I'm t- I'm very luscious, but I'm telling you, you go through it and you go. They haven't won. Everybody's like, you know, the playoff success. They try to put him and Jokic in the same tier. Guys, no, no. Coming into this year, it wasn't close, but now it's on full display. That it's like, no man. Those guys always beat up the token baddies team in the first round. They always beat that team. And then they always lose in the second round. And they never make it past it. Meanwhile, our beloved Jokic, first year in the playoffs with Jamal Murray healthy... Game seven. Only guy that showed up for that one. They let, they let him down. I remember at the time, because the Warriors were next, and I just thought the Nuggets were going to get swept. And I remember saying, like, I don't really care. This is house money. I don't care if you win or lose, even in game seven. Man, how sweet would it be if there was three for three in the Western Conference Finals? They were so close. But then the last yeah. two, of course, Western Conference Finals. Get out of here. Make <laughs> it once before. Get one good player. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Damian Lillard. Kevin Durant, Durant Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. They're stacking up of the best LeBron players of the James era. And, oh, sorry. Too soon. Too soon. So anyway, to me, this was... And, and then the best part, or maybe the saddest part... As much as we cheer, I, I have a heart. You guys know this. I'm such a sensitive Whoa, guy. Oh, first off, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, you, guys, Continue. you guys know how I am. I'm, I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah. But being online and seeing well-known 76 er stands Just melt. Just, but turn. Like, there's losing. There's our guy losing. And then our guy going out so sad that you regret yeah. ever cheering for him. Guys, that's Disavow. the level of bad it was.
3: Didn't, didn't it feel like a real, like, Watershed landmark moment though in the Jokic MB yes. debate. Like it's no, over. There it's is over. no coming back from this if you're Joel Embiid. Whatever he does in the regular season next year, it won't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Well, it will not mean anything <laughs> except to him. Same as it always did, right? The, the <laughs> meme, same as it always did. Right. And the um the race to get on the Nicole Jokic bandwagon from the national media is a hilarious sight to behold right now. Like, there is a massive circling of the wagons going on from everybody about, oh, Nikola Jokic, best big man, maybe the best player in the NBA right now. And it is... Hilarious. So the
0: best moment of the playoff so far might be Jokic handing Ishbia the ball. Yeah. In hindsight, that was when we should have known the series was over. A that, was is, is, yeah. that was going into game five. That was <laughs> the like, here you go, man. Yeah. You can have the battle because I know the war's already won. Yep. That was that was sort of it. To me, that's Yoke with the MVP. There was a little bit of a, you know what, Joel? I didn't want it. You want to know why? It, You're about to find out. That. You're about to find out. So here you go. Here's the MVP. Uh, but, the, but you just lost the war. Yep.
2: Yeah, I I think Wind is right. To me, that I've never seen such a consensus backing of Jokic in the public eye. I think over the years we've been getting there. Like honestly, even the the respect, fellas and ladies, we have to admit it's come a long way. But that was I was locking online and like bona fide confessed hand in the air haters were like actually no I was wrong. Yeah, like literally using the words I was wrong. I know this, you know, not as powerful as like a media tweet. But I was seeing fans with Embiid profile pictures oh, that were yeah, like, yeah. "Why were we, why were we slandering Dude, Jokic either, this whole time?" It's honestly
1: way better than uh, media
2: tweet. now. They, uh, I think there's a little more work to do for Jokic here. No in, question. In what I'm about to say, it's particularly this upcoming series, he's got to deliver. But I think if he can climb the Anthony Davis mountain, I think even if they lose the finals. I think that best player in the world, he's as close to the butt in the throne as any player right now, as far as the consensus. Butt in is the going. throne. Butt in the yeah. throne time.
0: I mean, but he does have <laughs> some players, obviously, in this next one that, I, I to me, Elegan, I disagree just in that the narrative shifts so quickly. Well, yes, like, to win this series. There's, sure, but I'm just saying yeah. that, like, things sh- people, p- people are so quick to switch. I mean, sure, sure. These oh, same yeah. Embiid people, I, I we joke about it. I do think Embiid could average 35 in November next year. People are going to be like, he's different. Something different about him this year. You're like, come on, man. Man,
3: I... I, It wasn't a failure. It was a step to success, and he's stepping up. There's, like,
1: things that happen in your life. Oftentimes, you're like, oh, man, what is that going to be like when this day happens? When I get that job? (laughs) When I get that promotion? Whatever. You know, you always look to what it's going to feel like when people finally come to their senses on Nikola Jokic and stop making it, like... About analytics versus eye test. Uh, oh, the proxy European, war of everything that yeah, he doesn't European actually players versus them. American players, black yeah, one, whatever it's it is, projection whatever it is you want to graft onto Nikola Jokic for because he's just the biggest target for it because he's the most unorthodox player and people don't know what to do with him. I really thought that when the Pigeons came home to roost. It would just be the, the sweetest thing. I'd be like, you know what? Come on. But now I'm like, you know what? Fuck all you. I, just get out of my life. Like this don't even feel good. Like, just go. I just, like, why did you make us fight for this for so long? You guys are such goddamn idiots. It's like, such an indictment on the NBA that it took this. It took just the absolute desolation. Of Joel Embiid for people to be like, okay, I guess Jokic is good. It's like he was, it has nothing to do with Joel Embiid. Well, Jokic has always been fucking good. Like
2: you guys just don't watch him, man. I think it's that it happened at the same time as Jokic doing what he did. Of to course fe- it did, but Phoenix. I'm saying like,
1: why did why did one have to predicate sure, the sure, other? Sure, like
0: it's just Some so of this is the way the world works. There is you know completely this. how the world but works. It's how but the NBA, but works. the NBA is like, show me in the playoffs. That's all that matters. And it makes this weird thing where they want us to believe the regular season matters, but it certainly doesn't for any. Narrative narratives and i saw by the way again our old friend mark spears on the timeline who's really been trashing Jokic for big whatever market reason spears. big market spears because he had uh nate jones had something out there about yoke should you know needs to make himself more available to branding or something to be the face of the league and then mark spears said or agree to do an interview and look i'm sure these guys have asked for interviews but you know something they haven't done come here i know and this is the thing about it is there's this idea that Jokic is the reason Jokic's not more popular it's not because of anything the media <laughs> yeah. big market media has done it's him man he hasn't yeah. put himself out there there is again some truth to that yep. nicola has not put himself out there the way you know certain stars have but at the same time man when i hear some of these people raving about did you guys see that he'll sometimes set up a pass by it? i'm like <laughs> guys yes the, this is, Malone was asked today at practice not to get ahead of ourselves. Like, what's so different about him? And he goes, I don't know. He's kind of been doing this for years. <laughs> and right, it's you know. like, yeah, you idiot. Yeah,
3: there are a lot of people nationally kind and locally David. parachuting in to gloat and hype up and cover this team now uh, and have been parachuting uh, in the last couple of weeks throughout the playoffs. They're trying to build the hype. They're trying to say they've been there from the start. They knew about Nicole Jokic. They knew he was this good. We remember, you know, who was there. You know, we've obviously been there the whole way, and um, if you try to jump on this bandwagon, we're gonna call you out. Get out! We'll of call here. you out. Yeah, it's like the scrum. It's like literally, man. There's not enough room.
0: I don't mind the fans jumping on. By the way, it's just the media. No, I'm not the talking media. about the fans. Yeah, the I'm media. talking
3: about. Everybody and else, the media, so much big market nationally, media. and
0: locally. We know who you are. Oh, a lot of local, too. A lot of local. Jesus hey, first time, yeah. first time fan or, or long time fan, first time attending practice here. <laughs> I want to check in. Yeah, it
2: is funny the way the scrums are really, really big right now.
0: They're so <laughs> and, the,
2: and some of the questions are the stuff that the everydayers were asking in training camp. And I bring that up because it goes sort of hand in hand with what you were just saying. That those who have really been watching every day and and for years and showing up every day, like people are just now the, the Jokic. Some of the Jokic takes are three four years old. Like yeah, we know
0: they sound like us doing hot box and hot takes in twenty seventeen,
2: <laughs> or just me talking about me <laughs> talking so about good. someone else's basketball team that I don't watch any yeah, two yeah. times a year. But
0: but can you imagine if you're like Anthony Davis, he blocks shots. He I see he goes all yeah. over yeah. the court. To <laughs> no play no, no be like. How is like? What's your just impression
3: of LeBron James's basketball IQ? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty
0: special, right? Yeah. It really stood out to me when I was watching him. He's great with the, the way yeah. he
3: can just take over a game, like, yeah. how would you describe
2: that? But it's <sighs> funny. It, it is, but it's also, I think, you have to like. We're always going to be whiny about everything because oh, that's of course. that's what we do best. But they're also, I think, you. It's great to take a moment, step back, and appreciate that. Whatever that consensus perspective is, is so much closer to grasping how great this guy is and why everyone in Denver and Serbia and beyond have enjoyed him for so long. Like it's, and it's, there's levels to this. Like it's not, oh, he's one of the best players. Like, no, he's better than all of your favorite best players and he's playing a different game. And I think it's just really cool to see people slowly go, "Uh oh, like I'm finally watching now and I see what you've been saying for years.
1: uh, Like us graduating from homers To just being uh, right about it. Yeah, to just prognosticators. (laughs) Like we were telling you not like again, like me specifically, I don't have any connection to basketball in my life other than I just discovered the nuggets. I love them. I love watching Nikola Jokic. And I was just so drawn to him. And I was like, I just like want this to be part of my life. Um it just (laughs) and now we're to the point where. Oh, it just makes me crazy. It's just like I can't. I just can't. Like there's just so many things where you look at you are like, God damn it, why why were you guys giving us such a hard time? Why couldn't you just listen and like pay attention before? But whatever. Here you are. At,
0: at the same time, though, I will say, you know, job's not done. You're no, only eight wins into Respect a sixteen is, win thing, and there's a lot, you know, there's a lot more for the Nuggets to climb. And I really course, do yeah. think the narrative will shift on Jokic if they under if the team underperforms in this next round. I agree. It'll yeah. almost sure. wash away all of this. But I do want to end on one you know, kind of final point for me, at least. And that is, when we talk about, well, Yoke doesn't do enough media or this or that, like people that are complaining about him, there's a level of vanity built into the NBA and the way it's covered. Every part of the NBA. Well, but I'm saying that people, it's a virtue in this weird way to be vain in in, in certain ways. and And people want you to, because it becomes like part of responsibility. Jokic, we all know we've watched him play against the Chicago Bulls, up 20 at the half and he'll finish the game with ten points, eight rebounds, nine assists. You know, like the guy, he just kind of does what's needed and plays throughout it. And I really do think that the Nuggets, under his guidance, under his being the best player, they every player gets a chance to shine at different moments. And Jokic never goes out trying to be one thing or another. He just plays the game. And if it's like, oh, we're cooking with this, let's just keep doing that. Knowing I can also cook, but I'm gonna let this happen. And to me, it builds a team. And when I watch the 76ers, it's one thing that that vanity of if you do it yourself every time, you do it your way every single time. I'm not even just talking about Embiid, but also Harden. There's something too when push comes to shove, who has your back? What all do you have as a team? Are you a team? Or are is it your two best players look like a deer in the headlight and there's nothing else to be able to pick you up. And to me, this is the biggest thing about the Nuggets or the discourse nationally around Jokic is they don't understand that. You don't get it from watching Jokic once against the Chicago Bulls. You don't get it watching him once every month, you know, spread across here. You get it when you watch every game and you realize what he's doing is not what he can do. He's doing exactly what's needed, and sometimes that's a lot. And if you catch him on that night, he's the best player in the world. Yeah. But sometimes what's needed of him is lesser in terms of vanity, but it's exactly what the team needs. And when you watch every night, you go, my God, he does everything. And that's the difference. You get into that game, the go-to stuff was taken away from the 76ers, and they had nothing else. There's no go-to stuff for Jokic. It's all go-to stuff, and he'll form into any of it. Let's take a break. On the other side, though, we'll start to get into this next series, including notes from practice today. Very (sighs) weird practice. So pumped. Uh, Guys, Backus and Shanker, if you need a
3: personal injury lawyer, uh, Bacchus and Shanker is your go-to. Like, <laughs> they're, they're really your only option out there. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here point. to help. Yeah. They've been winning for Colorado families for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Bacchus and Shanker, you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. Now with neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood,
0: and Fort Collins. 76ers fans should hire Bacchus and Shanker to recoup the money they lost from investing oh, yeah. in the 76 Well, hurt me. <laughs> Does Bacchus and Shanker
3: do uh, mental, mental health as yeah. well?
0: Process protection. <laughs>
3: Bacchus and Shanker helps all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. We can even help you if you're injured at work. Call them today, 222 2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Um, also, this is a perfect time of the year to get hooked up with Manscaped. <laughs> yes! Um, it's the perfect time of year because you're trying to get that summer bod going. Oh, yeah, Summer's coming. Sometimes it feels like it's here. Are Not you ready today. to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing, full-body grooming and hygiene products. Uh, don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers' chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make (laughs) sure they're hairless. I'm Googling it. Let me tell you, (laughs) it was was great doing this read with Jack White sitting. (laughs) He really enjoyed it. He was like, maybe I should get some Manscaped. (laughs) Uh, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the performance package 4.0. Uh, The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer. You also get the crop preserver, the crop reviver, the weed whacker 2.0, a Shears 2.0 nail kit. I mean, the performance package 4.0. It's got it all. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free
0: shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. All righty. Back here, segment two. We had Nuggets practice today. And Lakers practice. We attended both of them. Um, when do you want to start walking us through some of these notes? I'll give you my first note. Sure. I showed up. I was the, one of the first ones there. I got there early for some dumb reason. The practice went 45 minutes late. So I was there for like an hour and a half just sitting. But they were playing Alphaville's Forever Young. Yeah. Hilarious ir- song ir- for a practice. Not As- the Jay Z version. No, yeah. no, no. Absolutely hilarious song to be blasting during practice. Who, Are they there? trying to send some
3: subliminal <laughs> shots at the Lakers veteran? lineup was it It was probably a birthday request for David Adelman <laughs> um, yeah that's probably it actually anyway
0: I thought the vibes were great yeah
3: okay so that's the first note from practice today um but Jeff Morton was on the ox probably was <laughs> uh, to today King. was like a classic practice before a game one where it was really just a mutual admiration society everybody was saying how much we respect the Lakers how much we respect LeBron Anthony Davis And then the Lakers on the other side were saying how much they respect the Nuggets and respect Nikola Jokic. Um, Overall, though, just general thoughts. Today was a tougher practice than yesterday. I think they did practice yesterday, but they didn't do any media. And uh, Nikola Jokic said that's because yesterday was Mother's Day. And uh, today, you know, wasn't. So it was a tougher practice. Love you, Mom. Uh, Shout out. Uh, Both teams are healthy for the most part. Uh, For the most part. There was a... A non-COVID illness going around the Nuggets. Non-COVID? Late last series versus the Suns. Um, you, Michael Malone's voice was hoarse towards yeah. the end of that series. It was hoarse still at practice today. So I don't think he's completely over whatever it is. And Jamal Murray, you know, he was questionable for that game six against the Suns. He's questionable officially for game one tomorrow. Uh, I- spoiler alert, he's playing. But just of note, he is questionable with a non-COVID illness. And when what I gathered from asking around, he was in the building today, but then
2: did leave pretty quickly because he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, he
3: practiced today, though. Okay. Um, for the Lakers, Mo Bamba, doubtful for game one. He's apparently still in L.A. with an ankle issue, but is flying, I think, tomorrow, but they're listing him as doubtful. Has he
0: played this postseason? It would be so wild if he... In the, I mean, John Landell was not a guy I think we referenced once before the series began. So, yeah. sometimes you never know. Yeah.
3: But to that point, I'm going to open with some of the stuff that Darvin Ham, Lakers coach, had to say today, because okay. he kind of revealed a bit of the Lakers game plan. And he said the Lakers are going to open games with Anthony Davis guarding Nikola Jokic. You know, that's that's something we wondered about. Like, would Davis be on Aaron Gordon as like that weak side roamer? The rim protector. No, he's going to guard Jokic to start most games. Um, And then Darvin Ham also did say, when asked about the 2020 playoffs and how Dwight Howard was able to be physical with Nicole Jokic, he was asked if the Lakers have any guys that can bring that level of physicality. Darvin Ham said, we have a couple of guys who can bring that physicality referencing Dwight Howard. He didn't name who those guys were, though.
2: Let's run through it, fellas. What are, our there, are there are only no. so many options. There are only so many. Mo Bamba,
0: probably no. But Vanderbilt can't do the Dwight. Dwight, I mean, the, you got to be strong. Right. That's the, about that be the physical. thing about Dwight Howard.
3: He was big. He's seven feet, six ten, six eleven. 6'11", strong, um, like he's got some muscle on him, and that's what was effective. And he a must little
0: stoogy, th- though. Like, this is the like, winning Gabriel, right. is a, a little s-
3: cheap, you know. When means-
0: Gabriel's not giving like cheap shots to Yoke in a way that's not, yeah, awkward. dude, I think
2: it's Tristan Thompson. Uh, I think my, they're gonna oh put god. him on the floor and just say
0: foul him and try to get away. Oh my him. god, <laughs> try to get away with as much contact as you yeah. can. There's yeah. just no way. I mean,
2: I'm also okay with that, by the way. If they put Tristan Thompson on the floor, well, like, that's I not. don't think it'll be him.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs>
3: there's only so many options, guys. Mo Bamba, who's already out for game one. Wenyon Gabriel, who like weighs two hundred pounds. Oh my god, he's not. He doesn't have the muscle. Jared Vanderbilt. That's not the type of player he is. There's no other options other than Tristan Thompson. I actually Ru- wonder if they're going to dust off Tristan Thompson.
0: I mean LeBron and Rui Hachimura are two guys that are really big. I don't think they'd put LeBron just cuz that's exhausting, but Rui maybe is a guy that they try to make into a PJ Tucker like it could be really get a little more physical with him cuz he's a stocky guy, you know. He's got a he's got a decent frame on him. So maybe it's a hey, you're going to get away with a lot of contact cuz smaller guys just against bigger guys generally do and you got AD protecting you. It, it, maybe, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I love the idea that you bring in your bully, your heavy, is a guy named Tristan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look how that's I, that's I was watching from that whole. Game. It was <laughs> funny at the end you're of like. Watch
3: out for Tristan. <laughs> at, at the end of Lakers practice, this is what happens with every team. But like all the guys who don't play are on one end of the floor. That's like, everybody yeah, playing the three on three or whatever, and it's like Malik Beasley, a couple of their two way guys. Tristan Thompson's in that group too, and he's over there just like berating these dudes he's like yelling at Malik Beasley like take this shit seriously
0: That's like, he's like a veteran you don't know what rag. it's like
1: to have LeBron James carry you yeah. I'll tell you what it's
0: like <laughs> to have LeBron James carry you Tristan was dope some of those years back in the day, but this is Dope, wait. (laughs) I mean, it was ten years ago. It was ten. He was though. By back in the day, he means like way back. Oh, I think he was. He was one of the first like switchy bigs, you know, that could switch out on the perimeter Mm. and guard. I mean, the game that was ten years ago. The game's evolved a little bit. But here's the thing. To your point, Yoke's about two ninety. I don't know what his actual weight is. Two ninety, we'll say two eighty five, maybe if he's uh, slimmer side. Tristan Thompson's two fifty four. Anthony Davis is two fifty three. LeBron's two fifty. Mo Bamba's 231. What's Winning Gabriel? Rui Hachimura is 230. Wendian Gabriel is 205. I Whoa. was close. I So I just went in order of heaviest to lightest. Tristan Thompson, who we're saying is 30 to 40 pounds lighter than Jokic, is the heaviest player they have. Then Anthony Davis. LeBron is third. And then you get to Mo Bamba and Rui Hachimura. I, I'm I'm with you. I think the thing that makes Dwight so tough in that was, one, he fouled the shit out of Jokic nonstop and got away with a lot of them. In fact... Do you remember the play where he put his arm around Yoke and Yoke lifted it Hooked over his head, his head and ex- got an offensive a foul, foul yes. for yes. it? But who uh, I remember. But more to <laughs> the point, he's big enough to be able to like keep Jokic in a spot. So if right. Yoke's trying to bury him, he's strong enough to be able to put hands on him and put him. I don't think Winton Gabriel is. LeBron is, but that's just such a risk if you're you going to put LeBron, do that. man. You can't do that. And the thing that I don't
3: think the Lakers realize and the thing that a lot of people... Aren't going to realize when talking about this series and comparing it to 2020. Nikola Jokic is so much stronger, so much more physical, and such a more dominant paint player than he was in that series. Oh yeah, he carves out space and pins guys under the basket at an entirely different level than he was doing in that 2020 series. Right, Jokic is
1: great. He has become a monster. Yeah since that time just an absolute monster the 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 arc of jokic's career from my perspective is like early on we got him and i'm like i don't really know is this guy like a center is he a power forward he's like a little too skinny he gets kind of moved around and then he came back and he was like really heavy because he was just like he was like i I like playing at this size do do you (laughs) and he wasn't you know he was like much less durable for it but then like he's like just steadily grown and grown and grown from the inside out like just become stronger and his core has become such that like now Jokic is an immovable monster. I yeah. think, um, first of all,
2: I mean, I would also be shocked Chai, if Tristan Thompson plays. The point of that was just when you run through the list, like how many other guys fit that bill. <sighs> part of the deal, too, with Dwight Howard is... That he was fouling. He, it wasn't just that he was out there being big. Like he had the directive to hack Jokic. He was fouling the heck out yep. of Jokic. And if they did call it, then you just brought Javale in and you did the same thing. I don't think this Lakers this Lakers team is built quite the same way. There's also the other part where Ham was just like, I don't want to say lying, but just being like, yeah, yeah, we got a couple guys, right? But, but they don't, <laughs> you know.
0: I will say, why did they add Tristan Thompson at the last minute? That's that's why I'm. That's why I'm considering it. I just it. don't know why you bring him on the roster unless it's like, hey, the veterans yell at Malik Beasley during you know the workouts, which is a real value to that. But Definitely. there was a part of me that looks at it and goes, we're going into the playoffs, and you start to game theory it out. What if it's the Nuggets? We are going to need another six fouls and a big yeah. body. So again, sounds crazy to me that Tristan Thompson might be an X-factor in the series for the Lakers, but when you just go through the weights of the players there, right. and Besides. we just uh, know that Yoke is one of the five strongest players in the NBA, pound yeah. for, you know, that I, I just... Maybe it is a Tristan Thompson thing. We'll have to wait and see. But, but, but also, four, forty chest Calvin Booth taking Thomas Bryant. Thomas Ooh, B- what if that? What if that was the ultimate? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, they would have smoked. I Thomas mean, Bryant. We, <laughs> we saw Thomas play
3: defense.
1: That's true. <laughs> but We saw Thomas Bryant have success against Jokic yeah. specifically, On and, the be a, and be idea. a big guy. Cal should come
0: out with that afterwards if they win. He'd be like, "Look, man." reason we made that trade <laughs> and we didn't yeah we like we didn't we not going to play him, we yeah. just taking him like. i will say this though as we go through this anthony davis starting out on yoke yeah. i kind of think he's going to play a lot against yoke and way there, more than he did in 20 and there is a lot of battlegrounds him. in this series we're going to go over in the next two segments that one to me almost matters more than all of the other ones combined if anthony davis can do that adequately for a lot of minutes then everything else becomes so important and the margins become razor thin for for both teams. But if they can't, that's not an option. Denver has such an enormous leg up on what they can do, and we'll talk about all of that on the other side. Uh guys, illegal Pete! Uh, Check out Illegal Pete's right
3: down the street from the DNVR bar on Colfax. Um it's patio season. That means they've got the house beer bucket special going. I love patio season That's the best type of season? It's The best season. Patio like summer than
1: spring. Oh my god. Patio? And we're like in a little bit of like uh it's it is patio season, but it's not false patio season. It is we are in a false patio season. But patio season is about to explode
3: in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Uh you can get five Refreshing 16 ounce beers for only $15. That's really great price. It is a great. Doesn't price. get much better than that. So come soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer at the patio of any Illegal Pete's location. This episode of the DMVR Nuggets podcast brought to you by Illegal Pete's illegal pete's your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beers. And we are restocking our
1: illegal pete slash dmvr playoff shirt combo nice uh because it's been selling quite well I've, i have a feeling this will be a playoffs you will want to remember in a better way but what'd you eat for lunch today
2: Illegal pizza oh. with the fellows. Oh, I had a good. bowl. No burrito this time. Uh, Vegas is coming up around the corner. I'm dieting. Bro, I
0: got to get, I gotta get <laughs> Vegas mode. Oh, burrito bowl man. Cool excitement. Holy smokes. Cool announcement
3: coming up later this week. Ooh, can't wait. Uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, the chase for the NBA title is in full swing. While the best in the NBA battle it out, you can get all the playoff action at your fingertips with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, the NBA Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everybody can score a no sweat same game parlay every single day during the NBA playoffs. All you have to do is open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, They're going to give you a bonus bet back in the amount of your initial bet up to $10. Make sure to download the app now. Sign up with code DNVR. New customers can make a $5 bet, score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. So we're going to get into now some oh, of the hold bad on, Hold on. I got to say it. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER oh, in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 five or visit gamblinghelpline.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific, responsible gambling resources.
0: There we go. All right, now we're back. <laughs> so we want to get into all of the various battlegrounds, but I really do feel like the battleground, the number one one, is going to be Jokic versus Anthony Davis because, again, I think they're going to have to put AD on yoke a lot. Um, they're certainly, prob- I think, going to have key moments where they're trying to put up their... And the thing is, is we have not seen Jokic struggle. The only player he ever struggles with is Wendell Carter, which is like, the, that's the Orlando Magic. man. They never, <laughs> they never pay attention to the Orlando Magic. And that's also, he hilarious. still plays well. But in all seriousness, Jok- we, don't see and Thomas a, Bryant. we don't see Jokic struggle <laughs> d- offensively against a lot of players. Anthony Davis has also just not played against Yoke. Somebody showed me he's played nine times, I think, since 2020 against him. But if you look, half of those he left in the first quarter because he got hurt or something or just, you know, whatever. They haven't played at full tilt very often. I think Yoke's ready for this. I know this is the crazy, like, this is the part where everybody's going to clip, you know, if you're wrong. I think Yoke's ready for this one-on-one challenge. I think as good as Anthony Davis is, he's probably better as a all-around defender, meaning off of a main player, than he is on a shutdown one-guy oh, yeah. type of defender. Absolutely. He's still really good at that, and I think he's going to block some of Jokic's shots in the series, no question. But I think Jokic's ready to exhaust him. I think he's ready to put him in uncomfortable places, draw him out of the paint. But also in the paint, I think he's ready to just bully ball him. But to me... That is the number one battleground by a mile because Mm -hmm. if that's the case, if you go into game one saying Anthony Davis, you're on Jokic, and it's like a disaster for the Lakers, even if it's not Yoke scoring, but just what it opens up. To me, they have to go into scramble mode with all these other like okay, you know, not they didn't design their team to go to whatever it is they would have to go to if Anthony Davis doesn't step up there. So to me, number one battleground.
3: No, I 100% agree, and just speaking about the matchup like this is the matchup i'm most looking forward to of you know the Jokic era and all these playoff runs it was Jokic versus Draymond Green last playoffs like that was an awesome matchup mm-hmm. Jokic in the end conquered it um but this now i think takes the place as like the most intriguing one-on-one playoff matchup of the Jokic era And I agree. I think everything Nikola Jokic has been doing over the last several years has been building towards this matchup. I mean, we remember years and years ago, one theory that we have is Nikola Jokic originally got in great shape because Anthony Davis killed him in a regular season game. I think that was four years ago now. And so now that kind of comes full circle. But the strength and the physicality Nikola Jokic plays with now (laughs) compared to the strength and physicality he did in 2020 and years past i think that has the ability to wear anthony davis down i mean we know anthony davis he gets injured from time to time (laughs) little nicks and Knacks here and there little ankles knees whatever it might be Jokic plays just this physical brand of basketball now that i don't know if anthony davis can hold up throughout an entire series guarding him one-on-one as the primary matchup so that's going to be just like a fascinating storyline to follow. But did you,
0: you hold on? Did you what, look at Jokic's hands today? Yeah. His hands are worse than his arms.
3: Yeah. His hands look his like hand, they look like a torture.
0: Honest to God, it looks like someone took a knife and just scraped his hands like that. That's how many cuts he has on yeah. his hands. And again, Yoke plays there. He doesn't even wear a guard. He should honestly, Yoke should wear an under because yeah. he would probably keep but he's totally. like, F it, I don't want to. I want the scars. Yeah. And Yoke loves to wrestle. He loves to be yep. physical. Now the officials, you know, we'll see how they call it. Sure. How they call the game. But to me, that's the difference, is AD is a great, great... I have so much respect. I love big men who are skilled. He's, a, he's an extremely yeah. skilled big man who can do a lot of things. But he definitely prefers the finesse game, even defensively, more than... Eight, whereas Yoke, I think, just prefers wrestling with you. Yeah. He prefers, like, when you're down on the block and somebody's walking the ball up, he prefers to be belly-to-belly belly with you. Just yeah. like, hey, man, we're... Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's where, to your point, it's a different type of exhaustion when you have totally. to wrestle every, every second.
3: And so you've got that aspect, Jokic's physicality. But then you've also got like the little tricks that we've seen Jokic yep. deploy so much over the years, like beating his man down the floor in transition. I bet he's going to try to do that with Anthony Davis, tire him out at altitude, especially in these games one and two. Like those quick little cuts Jokic does when he's off the ball, catching Anthony Davis by surprise. I just feel like Jokic has never been more ready than he is now. He's never had more in his bag you know, heading into a big-time matchup like this. Yeah, I mean, if you think
1: about the path the Lakers have taken this playoff series, it's they played a team that had two big, bruising uh, guys in the center in the Minnesota Timberwolves. They were down 20 uh, in the third, I think even in the fourth, and it took... uh, Cat going to the bench for them to be able to rally and come back. Then they play against Memphis. Memphis is small. They have Jaron Jackson, but, like, they're pretty undersized. They also went up against, then, the Warriors, who are extremely undersized. If you watch Anthony Davis play defense, it's like he's really good at defending guards, like patrolling and wanting to guard the rim the way that people typically value defense in the NBA, uh, it just being showy and you can swat the ball away. Like, he's good and he's agile and he's able to be to sort of match the quickness of a guard. But I agree with you. Like, the way that Jokic now plays is not only big, bruising, it's crafty, it's quick, it's clever. And these aren't things that Anthony Davis excels well, he's, in. Well, he's clever, though. Not like Jokic is clever. I mean, But if defensively, you watch he back, kind of is.
0: I have to give him that part. I don't defensively, know. he's I, a I've, very clever defender. I've watched
1: quite a few clips of wa- watching Jokic go Get, getting Anthony Davis up in the air and then doing what he does well, to sure, every other. It's not going to be a hundred to zero. Um, but I'm They're saying go like, back and forth. I'm saying like I don't think that that is a strength of Anthony Davis. I think it's something that may, he can maybe have some minor success in. But I think it that's all of these to me. I'm looking like I don't know how he guards Jokic. I just don't know how he does it. The thing for me,
2: the biggest thing on this, and I apologize if you touched on this wind. Um, I was kind of zoning out. You know what I mean? You guys talk forever. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, the biggest thing that's different for me is. As you were touching on, when that is AD guarding him straight up. And I think it is a little bit of kind of like people running with the old Ayton narrative. It's not as dramatic, but AD shutting Jokic down, the Lakers' front court gave Jokic a hard time. Dwight guarding Jokic, fouling yeah. him, AD roaming, help side, yeah. absolute nightmare. The dude's a pterodactyl. Um, so if he can just help out, like it's a nightmare. I don't think this Lakers team is built to do that. I think they need Anthony Davis to guard Jokic straight up and without I, fouling, without yeah. fouling, and I think that's a significantly different matchup than than the way some people might remember it from that totally. bubble series. And and that's why what everything you guys are saying is true. It just has to be exhausting because I agree that I actually think Jokic is probably better conditioned for this fight. Right. Everything from. The offense to the defense to the rebounding battle, which is going to be like a magnitude 8 earthquake, man. Rebounding yeah. is a huge battleground. Um, AD has to be engaged in all these areas. And so it just, just don't let him off the hook in any of it. Yeah, this, yeah. this
0: is part of why I like that matchup, though, because Anthony Davis, they're a good rebounding team, and he's so important to their rebounding. So he has to guard Jokic, the hardest player to guard for, for his position, not foul, and be as strong of a rebounder as he was when he was off ball right. and he got a time right. off. So even if you say you shut Jokic down, does the team rebound well behind you is going to be another one of those questions. So for me, again, they're going to mix up coverages, and I'm more curious to see if they come up with alternative coverages. But if they do put Anthony Davis on him, I think game one has to be a, nope, that's not going to work. Absolutely, man. The the toughest
3: job in the NBA is guarding Nikola Jokic. It's the toughest job. It's tougher than guarding LeBron, tougher than guarding Steph Curry. Tougher than guarding Giannis, just because Nikola Jokic beats you and beats you up in in so many different ways, and, and then he'll make it. I think he yeah. came
0: in second, though. To be fair, number one was uh, Steph Curry. Still, remember the survey?
3: Nikola Jokic is tougher to guard, man. He's he's tougher to guard. I'm he just telling is, you. He he beats you up throughout yeah. the entire game. Yeah, I and watched. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if Anthony Davis is ready for it. Yeah, I watched Steph Curry
1: get shut down anytime he tried to drive to the rim last. Uh, last series against the Lakers like that paint, was, Anthony Davis that just paint was completely shut down it was Anthony well, Davis it was LeBron James it was everybody it was Vando they just that paint was completely shut down and the and the Warriors lost their magic they couldn't yeah. hit shots like they normally do my like when I look at Anthony Davis versus Jokic what makes me
0: nervous is the idea of Jokic having to go out on Anthony Davis we'll get so, to there in a second we'll okay. get to there in a second it's because though, the other part fair. because the other part is okay one-on-one do you send doubles do you trust him can you break that and that's what we all kind of think that Jokic is ready for that and yes. that he is good. Enough enough to exploit that the other part of it is you know can you draw him out of the paint because to your point they when Anthony Davis gets to be in the paint he is as intimidating as anybody yep Rudy Gobert Joel Embiid Anthony Davis they all are intimidating yes there so can you draw him out and that's been obviously yoke having all this experience especially against gobert even in the playoffs that's the thing that he does to gobert is it's not just score which i've always said gobert actually makes it hard on him to score he still does it but he has to work but the thing is when you have to guard pick and roll also so you wrestle for eight seconds down on the block and then all of a sudden you come out and you have to jump out on murray so he doesn't shoot a three and there's nobody in the paint that's the other part of that battleground Jokic can lose the battle of down below but still win in terms of dragging anthony davis out of the paint because this lakers defense is their calling card they are a great defensive team especially in this playoffs but how much of their defense is predicated on anthony davis getting to be there and how much can denver force him to be out shooting threes will be big for Jokic in this series but the pick and roll game i think will also be huge
1: i couldn't agree more yeah it is this game will be about doing what the warriors couldn't which is clearing up the paint and have every, having everybody else being able and then also just Jokic just taking advantage of
0: Anthony Davis one-on-one which I think he's absolutely gonna do so I think if we move this on now I think my prediction for the series has been after getting into it over the weekend that the Nuggets are going to score on the Lakers I think a little bit better I think people look at it and go good offense versus great defense or great offense versus great defense the offense is gonna come down I'm, I think the offense will come down a little bit especially from the Suns terrible sure, defense sure. but I, it might be more in line with what we saw out of Minnesota, which, by the way, very good defense, the Minnesota defense. They had Rudy Gobert you know, protecting the paint. They had Nikhil Alexander-Walker making plays. Right. I think it's going to be more like that, but Denver's still going to score more than people think. They're not a good offense, but I think they're going to have a good offensive series against Denver for the things you're saying. <sighs> Anthony Davis is also a tough cover, and if, we'll see if he a gets tired. He, we'll see if he gets tired, but the pick-and-roll threat, and in particular, in the last round... You had two scorers, one pick-and-roll, roll guy who, by the way, they didn't like passing to. Yeah, and just never bu- got the ball. And then a <laughs> bunch of others whose job was to shoot or not shoot and nothing else. There right. was no, hey, Landry, if you close out, see what you got, explore you know, as you get in there. It was none of that. It was just get the ball back to KD or Booker. In this series, Austin Reeves, hell of a player, especially hell of a playmaker. D'Angelo Russell knows how to play make. He's a point guard. Uh, Schroeder is fast and can attack the closeouts. They have guys that it's not just shoot or don't. It's shoot, pass, play, make, drive, attack, g- run, pick, and roll yourself. And I think that's where Denver is going to really struggle. Even though they're lesser talents, perhaps, in terms of scoring, they're more designed to make it hard for Denver.
3: Yeah, this is a new test for the Nuggets defense because we've seen Denver be able to shut down offenses like the Suns, like the Clippers in the bubble that play that ISO, your turn, my turn style. Mm-hmm. Oh, Devin Booker, have at it. You know, Kevin Durant, have at it. Nuggets have defenders to shut that down. But, like, last year, when they went up against Steph Curry and the Warriors went to the pick and roll, that gave the Nuggets defense trouble. That gave Nicole Jokic mm-hmm. trouble. And, like, yes, we're, we're, the Nuggets are a much better defense. They have much better personnel We'll see how that looks now. But the Lakers, they are going to run a lot more pick and roll than the Suns did, I think. Yeah. And so it's going to be on, you know, the backside of the defense. I think this is a big series for like Michael Porter Jr. defensively. Yep. Because he could be targeted, but he's also going to be that guy rolling over to, you know, help on Anthony Davis rolling down the middle of the lane. So the Lakers. How they play offense with LeBron and AD and D'Angelo Russell, it's going to test the Nuggets' defense differently than the Suns did. I think it's a great point. It
2: also makes me think about the Lakers playing Jared Vanderbilt or not in this series, because I think you would probably put Mike on Vanderbilt then, and Mike is is like, jokingly racking up three second violations. You know what I mean? Right. So that you're there early, because again, I don't know. Like Mike can't really defend AD. But ID is the kind of player that if the body's there early and he feels the contact, he might just default to a jumper, right? And I think you live with that. So one of the first questions I have for some of these reasons is will they play Vanderbilt? Because um, then what does that do to Anthony Davis? And then what does that do to Michael? Because he was actually pretty good defensively in that spot against Aiton, but Davis is a much different animal.
0: Yeah. So I think that is going to be a real challenge for Denver. I think they're, they're they have less shooting, although – I do think Denver in game one is probably going to dare their guys to make shots. I think Denver's ga- defensive game plan in game one is going to mirror what it was for this, the Suns, where they're going to overload and have to run out at guys. And we'll see. Those guys are capable of making shots. They're not like, they're honestly not even like the Phoenix Suns' floor spacers, but they are hot and cold. It's almost more like a bunch of Bruce Browns, where you don't want to just say, we're going to give them open shots because Bruce right, can make shots, man. He's a big time player. But it's but they're not like KCP or Michael Porter sure. where it's like yo oh, these guys are dead eye shooters they're they're very good ones but they're just such good playmakers I think how Denver closes out contains and how well they shoot on those will be game well that'll be game one I think it'll it'll texture that and I think it's a real challenge for them um, let's take a break on the other side I want to go through some of the statistics and a bunch of other little things a little little battleground the AD Jokic part is such a big part of it that it deserved its own segment now we'll get to all the other battlegrounds that that'll make up the series
3: guys for game one, make sure you got some Breckenridge brewery in hand, make sure it's chilling in the fridge. Sure. You need that for game one tomorrow night. need it. Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR and check out the mile high city golden ale. If you can get it, people tell me it's tough to get. Yeah. Good luck. It goes quick. Um, but it's got that beautiful nuggets logo on it in that nuggets case the mile high city golden ale from breckenridge brewery if you don't know where to get breck brew check out the breck brew beer locator Mm -hmm. it's on their website all you got to do is type in your zip code it will show you a map it will show you exactly where to get breckenridge brewery Uh, if you're local come down to the DNVR bar the atmosphere here has been incredible for these nuggets playoff tuesday and thursday
0: are going to be great but saturday oh my god yeah I mean, the weekend
3: just gets raised to an entirely I do different I, I kind
0: of think we are in max
1: capacity every game now.
3: Yeah. I mean, we've graduated to that. We've so earned it. Get here early. Uh, get your crew. Get a table. Get here, man. It's so fun. Yeah, It's, it's so fun. It's awesome. Breckenridge Brewery, uh, the Mile High City Gold Nail. Check it out. Um, also, shout out to FOCO. Uh, Foco, if you don't know, it's a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that features uh, apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best. And like that's not crazy. These guys make really good stuff. Uh, The best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Um, I think they've got some of the bobbleheads that we've got on set here. They've got stuff for all your favorite Denver sports teams. Foco always has our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non presale items, use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. Um, That's with Foco best gear around, best sports memorabilia, officially licensed gear. All non presale items, use the
0: promo code DNVR for 10% off. Let's go. All righty. There you go. Back here, segment four, DNVR Nuggets podcast. Again, we're back tomorrow um, with pregame and postgame. Oh, my God, tomorrow? tomorrow? (laughs) I know. It's so crazy. Here we go. Western Conference Finals. Um, I'm really curious to see what Jamal does in this series. Um, yeah, I think he's obviously going to have to be huge. Him being sick for the last couple of days, I think, is a little concerning. For sure. Um, you made the note, I believe that, he, and you were right. I don't. We didn't see. I saw him during practice. He did, but practice. I think he ducked out like yeah. immediately after practice. Correct. So take with that what what you will. But to me, he has such an important role in this one because they have good defender. They have some guys that can guard, but he needs to be. Good. Enough. You're talking about drawing Anthony Davis out of the paint. Well, who's the guy most likely to exploit that? Yeah, It's got to be Jamal Murray in How's pick and roll, be. getting to the rim, uh, getting to the mid-range and getting to a shot, and most important of all, getting three-pointers up in the pick and roll. You have to make Anthony Davis, if he's guarding you, you have to make him step out and extend it. To your point, the Warriors could not, but the Warriors had Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, guys who are not threats outside of about six feet of the basket. Jokic is, so I think that paint will be a little bit more open. He's got to have a big series here.
1: Yeah, I I have him listed as my X-Factor, Jamal Murray, which I I had to ask Wind if that was even legal. legal I allowed it. (laughs) Because, I mean, you look to Jamal Murray, he's the second best player on the team. Like, why would he be the X-Factor? It's because we don't know what we're going to get out of him. And I do think it's like so, the Nuggets are so desperately in need of one guy to step up and be the running mate with Nikola Jokic. And, you know, I think we saw in the last series with the Suns, like, and the series before with the Timberwolves, like what it can look like if you get a bigger defender on Jamal Murray that can wear him out, guard him for the, entire, the entirety of the, of the court and just like actually physically wear him down and see the toll that that takes. The Lakers have a bunch of big guys that they can throw at him, and it really is going to be incumbent on Jamal to figure out how to not only conserve his energy but to be explosive and to, be, to punish the, the Lakers for trying to clog the paint or to be able to, you know, take focus off of Nikola Jokic so that then he's even more available to dominate the Lakers. Like, it, there's just so much that is riding on Jamal Murray in my mind. It's like he's almost more important than Nikola Jokic, in in a way, in this series.
3: Yeah, he's got to have a big series. I agree. Um, I think he has seen the toughest defender, individual defender, that he's going to face in the playoffs and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But the Lakers just have a bunch of different guys. I think they will throw four or five different guys at him throughout the entire series. Austin Reeves, probably going to start guarding him. They've got Dennis Schroeder, who could pick him up full court, tire him out. I mean, it feels like the game plan on Jamal Murray is out, and everybody knows it. You want to pick him up full court. You want to tire him out. You want to wear him down with physicality. That's how you can get the Jamal. And the Lakers just having three, four, five of these guys that can they think can throw at him. Maybe Shaq Harrison. They dust him off, and they get him on there for a I couple I love that. Of That's so
0: deep. Come on, man. We're only talking <laughs> about Tristan Thompson and Shaq Harrison. <laughs> Neither are playing.
3: Schroeder, Austin Reed, <laughs> Maybe Tristan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> They've got um, Jared Vanderbilt, yeah, who they like, get... maybe they switch him on to Jamal if Jamal is really heating up. They put him on Curry. Yeah. They, they just have a bunch of options. And I think that presents a little bit different of a dynamic than the Suns did because the Suns just really had nobody.
0: They have, were trying to find guys that all did the same thing. I think one of the things that's scary about the Lakers is that they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, two of the best players, you know, top 75 guys all time, right? Um, but then they, have, they can become different teams based yes. on who's around them. To yeah. me, the, the team that is locks to play is LeBron and Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, Schroeder, And I would say Rui. I think those six guys are locked in. The other two spots, you know, you can go to a Brown. You can go to a Vando. You can go to a Beasley if you need more shooting. And it all changes. I think we could see Beasley. And it all changes what kind of team they are dramatically. And that's why I think they're a little bit hard. And I think that Michael Malone is probably going to have to be. Adjusting more Ooh, than usual, I think this I is a series. A I think this is a series that likely calls for more adjustments <laughs> oh, than the previous ones.
2: Well, it's funny because we're laughing at ourselves for going so deep with it, and rightfully so. But also, Darvin Ham, I think, is the coach that he doesn't seem um, committed on principle to any one lineup. Like he'll he'll experiment for sure, uh, mm-hmm. and I think he's willing to play
3: any of those guys. Yeah, so I mean, I they pretty much only played seven guys in that game six against the Warriors. Yeah, so. But Lonnie Walker and Rui were the only... Vanderbilt didn't even play.
2: And yet I could see them experimenting with up to 9 or 10 in this series. One of the first questions I have on the Denver side is, will Denver have to, need to, and be willing to go beyond 8 guys? Um, That's one of the first questions I have. I do think these non-Jokic minutes... At the moment, I consider the Lakers a deeper team. Not not just like 1 through 8, but it's... I just think they they have these handful of guys that just seem to give them just enough any given game, you know, that you could just see like, Oh, player X scores 15 points and they survive the non LeBron minutes or whatever. That's actually one of my bigger concerns in this series is, is the non Jokic minutes going the Lakers way because Lonnie Walker goes off for 18 or whatever. I they to me, they seem better equipped to do that than Denver. Um, but I'm really curious to see how big either of these
0: rotations get. Yeah. Um, so that I think I do think this will be an adjustment one. let's just go through some numbers numbers here in the playoffs nuggets number one on offense number five on defense Lakers number eight on offense number one on defense. so this is a matchup of number ones offense number one offense versus number one defense and then the other numbers you know kind of match up as well. Um, the nuggets number four in offensive rebound percentage Lakers number nine. Again, if you can draw Anthony Davis away from the paint, LeBron's a hell of a rebounder and he's a scary rebounder because he go he grabs and goes and in transition, you know, that's obviously dangerous. But outside of that, there's a real opportunity. Christian Brown needs to make an impact on the boards in the series when he's yep. on the court. Aaron Gordon needs to absolutely yes. murder the boards. We talk about Anthony Davis wrestling Jokic. Anthony Davis needs to have to wrestle every play. Yes. Jokic, wrestle. Yep. And uh, Aaron Gordon, wrestle. It's got to be a physical one there. And then Michael Porter. Yes. Like, that's, we yeah. all talk about his three-point shooting, but to me, the equally as important is his chance to create second-chance opportunities. He's a great offensive rebounder, and I think that they start, they're start. they going to probably play three guards right, right off the bat. LeBron AD 4-5, which means you're going to have a 4-5-inch advantage with athleticism and length. To me, this is a huge battleground as well. Can the Nuggets hit the offensive boards?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's a way that you could get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. And I think foul trouble and the officiating, and I don't know if you have those numbers in your list of stats. But I've we got, can, I
0: got free throw attempts. Yeah, we here. can
3: get to that. But such a big part of this series is going to be, is Nicole Jokic in foul trouble? Is Anthony Davis in foul trouble? And how, again, going back to this, how strong and physical Nicole Jokic is on the glass, that's going to be another area that like Anthony Davis has to worry about in that matchup he's got to keep Nicole Jokic off the offensive glass that's not something that a lot of people can do and I wonder if Yoke can rack up some ticky tack fouls on Anthony Davis when AD's trying to box him out
0: um we keep going here Nuggets number two in defensive rebound percentage Lakers number 12 so it has not been a huge strength for them I will say Anthony Davis in the clutch Very good offensive rebounder Mm -hmm. when he has his energy when he's going hundred percent he's so long athletic and quick like he just he's got quick reaction speed the same way Yoke does but obviously with that that wingspan Um, Nuggets play slightly slower than the Lakers which is interesting I don't you both teams I think want to limit transition for the other team but and both team wants to run but they don't need to run. Denver's obviously a great half-court offense. Then you go into the and second transition. Uh, then you go Nuggets number nine in opponent free throw attempt rate. So they have not. Fou- I always say this. One of the things that's good about the Nuggets is they don't foul. That Jokic, why he, one of the reasons his defensive metrics come shine is that he just doesn't foul. He's a very low. He doesn't put guys on the line. Well, the Lakers are obviously very good at getting to the foul, to the foul line. So to me, that's obviously a battleground. And then on the other side, the Lakers foul the least of anyone in the playoffs so far, and the Nuggets. Draw fouls at an um, average rate, so I don't think the Nuggets are going to get easy foul shots in this one. I would, I would kind of be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean I, that everything that we've talked about, everything that I've thought about, like the whole series, I'm like looking on paper, I'm like that, that, that. I'm like this is lining up so perfectly for the Nuggets. I, I feel differently one, though, and the one play, the one factor that I keep coming back to is just the goddamn foul calls. Yes. The goddamn foul calls. It's
3: really my biggest concern in this series and it's not close. And that's just like a hilarious variable that it's hilarious how heavy that variable is weighing. It's the officiating. It's Nicole Jokic getting in foul trouble by some bullshit calls. That's my biggest concern, but it's also a reason like why I feel confident. Yeah. Very confident because like if that's my biggest concern, I think the Nuggets can overcome it.
0: I will say though, again, there, it can go both ways because I think Anthony Davis guarding Jokic, he's so much bigger. Thirty pounds is a lot. So much bigger that he might foul too. And that team yeah. is horrible with him off, not on the court. Oh, yeah. the, the numbers with him on/off are, are well, Jokic. The story
3: of the Lakers playoffs is they've been better with LeBron on the bench and Anthony right. Davis right. staggered with some bench guys. That
0: those have been their best lineups, right? Um, and then num- Nuggets, number one in turnover percentage, meaning they turn it over the absolute least. The Lakers are number eight in opponent turnover. So this is Nuggets strength versus Lakers average. Denver needs to be... They've been so disciplined in the first two rounds not turning it over. That has to continue in this one. And then nu- Nuggets, number eight in points off of turnovers. Lakers, number four in points off turnovers. I think very... And Malone referenced this today at practice, but similar to the Sun series... I think Denver is a better half-court team than they are. Yeah. Offense, defense yeah, yeah, combined. Yeah, it's are you letting them get out in transition?
2: Yeah, turnovers to me are right up there with the biggest battlegrounds. For that reason, I think if you limit this to half-court, Denver should have an easier time scoring on theirs than vice versa. I am worried about turnovers and rebounding. You just want to keep them. You just don't want to let them run. I really think that's the that's the biggest thing. Um, Denver's been good at that. You know, a lot of their focus this year has been on hey, if we clean this stuff up right here, the controllable factors, good luck to anyone beating yeah. it, especially at home.
0: So, and then lastly, Nuggets number one in points in the paint, Lakers number two. Um, they're both right. They're both tied one, two, and then eight, 10 for opponent points in the paint. That's obviously a huge battle. And this brings me, you said you go through and you say it all comes up Nuggets. I disagree. It mostly does. And I feel good about the Nuggets. But number one, I just talked about how the pick and roll scheme, they have guys that are better at attacking Denver scrambles which I think is tough to guard. I think Nuggets are going to find themselves in more one-on-one defensive situations they did against the Suns. In the Suns, they were able to escape them. Jokic wasn't on an island a whole lot because they were able to send those doubles. I think the Lakers are going to be better at exploiting that. If you try it, if Jokic switched out onto LeBron and you're like, well, we got to send help, LeBron's going to be giving it to a guy who knows what to do, shoot, drive, pass, whatever it is, in a way that Landry Shamit, Torrey Craig, Josh Okogi weren't. So I think that part will be harder. But that connects to the bigger thing which is number one in points in the paint versus number two denver wins because they get the points in the paint the most this is a team that also gets points in the paint and they get them off of rim pressure off of drives the timberwolves couldn't do that because they had two bigs clogging everything the Suns just don't do that because they love their mid-range pull-up jumpers. They don't put. No, neither of those teams put pressure on the rim. This is a team that puts the best pressure on the rim. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a real challenge for the
1: Nuggets. Yeah, but you're also talking about in the Nuggets, the team that was, if not for the full year, for most of the year, leading the league in three-point percentage. Like I think that there are different the thing. The thing that I love so much about the, watching this Nuggets team is that there's just they don't win in one way. They just win in the way that the other team they're up against is allowing them to beat them like i i just see a world in which the lakers are going to hope to clog the paint make it and then the nuggets like all right so we'll then michael porter jr uh jamal murray uh contavious caldwell pope aaron gordon all these guys that are showing that show you that they're able to step up and knock these shots down, then suddenly the Lakers start scrambling. Then you go into yoke, then yoke. it's like, there's just so many things where I'm like, I, I, just th- I just think that they have the answer to everything that the Lakers want to do, you know?
0: Mm. Pain pressure. Do you have any commentary on it?
3: I think the one guy that Nuggets fans are going to hate by the end of the series is Austin Reeves. Oh, my God. Austin Reeves drives a lot. I think he averages around the same amount of drives per game as LeBron. Like, his game is getting to the rim and getting to the foul line, and that's my biggest concern, like, from a Nuggets foul trouble perspective outside of Nikola Jokic on Anthony Davis. It's like, Austin Reeves is going to frustrate us and the Nuggets, just with how often he gets the foul on it, how good he is at grifting fouls. Oh, um, he he is a guy that, if you foul him, like he's going to be able to do damage on you.
2: I also think this goes back to the transition thing. Obviously, a lot easier to attack the rim in transition, and I think Denver just needs to make it a congested half-court thing. The eternal question with LeBron right now, how much is calculated versus just the limit in terms of his reserves? what he's willing to do driving and then you know on top of that can ag be a more physical matchup than um oh gosh i'm blanking now andrew wiggins right who's just a smaller dude and and can can ag make it grading enough for lebron to just put his head down in the half court yeah. that he settles for jumpers and and i think that's a possibility um, and obviously you need to see it happen.
0: A.G., you're talking to some of the Lakers reporters today. They feel that A.G. is really does a good job on LeBron, that that's yeah. one of the guys that makes it hard. So he'll need to do that. But the point about Austin Reeves is so nice, is so good because, and it's not just him, it's Schroeder too, it's it's D'Angelo Russell, yeah. that Jamal Murray's going to have to not get beat off the dribble in the series. Because otherwise, it's fouls on Jokic. Yeah, like that's he can. True. It's not just about are you giving up points, but you're putting Jokic in this position where he's either going to get dunked on by Anthony Davis on the lob, or he's going to rotate late and pick up a cheap foul just because you didn't contain your guy one on one. So that's why I say Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, KCP, there, uh, Christian Brown, there, all those guys are going to have to guard one on one. I think a little bit more than they did in the previous series, and if that breaks down. The whole Nuggets defense looks completely different, and so that's why it's such an important thing, and I hope they're up for the challenge. Um, That's it. I mean, there's going to be other storylines that materialize. I think this is a series. I will say this. The Lakers are old. Their key guys are old, and, and I don't think their key guys can play seven hard games, and I think they know that. If you look at them, they've won. Denver's won both game ones. The Lakers have won both Game 1s on the road. Something's got to give now in Game 1 tomorrow night. And the reason I think this is so important is the Lakers put everything into both Game 1s. If you watch those games, those yep. series, they put everything into they've them. They've won both Game 1s. But they've put. it was clear that they were on giving the road. Game right. 7 yeah. effort in Game 1. And then in Game 2, completely took it off. It's almost like they know... LeBron's been in this so many times. You guys, you scroll so his like, you scroll his basketball reference playoff page. It takes like five minutes to scroll down all the playoff series he's been in. <laughs> he's been in a million playoff series. He understands the rhythm of it. So they punch hard, and if they win, they get to take the game two, not off, but they get to feel it out and say, hey, how hard do we want to go here? And then their MO has been winning the two at home. They've done it two times now in the exact same formula. I think if Denver can get game one, they have to show up for game two. And guess what? That means you're playing hard. Two games out of three nights, and it's one game off every single game from game one to game seven. So to me, game one becomes especially important because I think LeBron knows I've only got the energy in the reserves for like five or six games, which yeah. means I got to take one, maybe two off. And in two
3: game one so far, the Nuggets have blown out the Timberwolves. They blew out the Suns, and they are what six and zero at home in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah.
0: So it's a you big game. feel pretty good. Man. But at the same time, man, Memphis, best home record in the NBA, lose yep. game one. It's a, it's a, I'm just saying, it's yeah. a real, part of the appeal is, it's a real message to send. You guys always felt good here? If you take right. game one, you get to tell them you were never trusted the same way. Did you guys see the screenshot
2: after game two um, when they lost, of course, to the Lakers? And big time, and LeBron's walking off the court, and Ham's just kind of smiling at him? And it's like, it, it looks a lot like,
0: yeah, we got the one. We got right, the one right, we came yep.
2: here to get, and we're fine. Um, and yeah, don't give them that one. Put the pressure on them right out of the gate. Make,
0: yeah. make LeBron play two hard games right to start the series and have to look and go, man, this series goes quick every other day.
2: man. There's a little bit of like, he has been dominant defensively in these playoffs. Dominant. and Except I've, for the games he takes off. Except for the games he takes off. So, And there have been those games. So it's... They, the Lakers can't take games off against the Nuggets. Don't let them off the hook, man. Don't. Let the Lakers the are
3: hook. unbeaten at home too. Robert points out there in the comments.
0: Yep. So there you go. All right, that does it. Nuggets. Lakers had to be this way. Going to be an epic one. I think there's a huge opportunity for Yoke in particular in this series. I mean, the line, the the way this all breaks if you make it to your first ever finals and unseat LeBron and Anthony Davis as a team and as an individual, so sweet. Yep. Let's get some super chats out.
2: All right. Everyone's favorite Clarity checking in. MB, post Nut. Post Nut Clarity. Mm-hmm. The best kind. Embiid, Harden, and Doc all
0: deserve each other. <laughs>
2: I forgot it was Doc, man. Bro, I was so somebody, on somebody told thing. me they're like,
0: what if Doc goes to the Suns? And I was like, man, that's the perfect spot for him. I know. The per- do Doc and Harden to the Suns. Please do it. Dude, please. 60, 60 wins and a first round loss to the Timberwolves.
2: You <laughs> um, go 48 again. Ben Simmons refused to take shot. He did refuse to take that shot. Did you guys see the Ben Simmons Instagram post? Yesterday? Yeah, good. did. Yeah. Uh, Petty man. Good for him. It was like the last time. It was the 20 minute window where everyone was on Ben Simmons' side again, just, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. for like a second. Big Namick. It was great to see how people were forced to turn over a new leaf in such a visceral way on Jokic. Even better, we got to dance on this rivalry's grave. Oh,
1: beautiful. So it really worked out. It was so beautiful. Perfectly. So it sure beautiful.
2: did. Got to beat the Lakers now. Ulysses Ventura. Smoking Sixers pack. Can't <laughs> wait to to roll a fatty Lakers pack. Yonkut's <laughs> triple-double average versus AD. Bum-as Lakers. Let's go. Let's go. Justin McConnell. Shout-out to the Nuggets' own Death Eater AG. We see you, 50.
3: <laughs> Dude, if, if he shuts down LeBron this series... Shh. it's not.
0: Ben Mac. is there a, a way a, for the Nuggets to wear LeBron
2: out defensively? Yes, absolutely.
0: Look, being at altitude, all this stuff, the Nuggets are exhausting to play against. That's one thing about them. They really are tiring to play against. So, yes, you can wear LeBron out. But, again, the team that punches first, I think, has the upper hand in that regard.
3: LeBron was asked about the altitude today. Actually, everybody was. Typical Game 1 series That's in it. Denver storyline. Uh, he goes, yeah, it's real. But guess what, guys? Because I know you've never heard this before, you feel it most
2: in the first quarter. All right, moving on. <laughs> Tyler Peters would, second wind. <laughs> would love to your quick analysis on Lakers putting Vando on Jokic so they can switch in the two-man game.
3: Mario's, I'm oh. sure we'll see it. You know, we'll see it definitely once like Yoke gets eighty into foul trouble, or if they just want to throw a different look yeah, out there. We'll
1: see. We'll see if Vando gets used at all. I mean, he was, was unplayable yeah. for most of the last. So series. he
3: Vando had started the Lakers entire playoffs and then they moved him to the bench for game yeah, 6 because no shooter. touch offensively. Yeah, I think they get him back into the starting lineup just for his defense though. But I mean, I don't know, man. If he's guarding Jokic as a primary, I would say that's foul city, you
2: yeah. know. Jokic. I mean,
3: they got they can put him on Porter too. Right. Or AG. Or Jamal. Well, I'll
2: just answer or Jamal. that question. Yeah. Colton Lap Tad Oh. Uh Lakers time. Let's avenge the Nuggets of past. The Go With The Nuggets song from the ABA-NBA merger Go is starting to sound nuggets. prophetic. We are ready.
1: Go nana. Gordon
2: Glasner. <laughs> Glazner. It's actually Glazner, everyone. Gordon Glazner. We don't need the Lakers and their fans to fear or respect the Nuggets. The T-Wolves didn't. The Suns sure didn't. No, we just need you to lose and get out of our way like they did. <laughs> I love oh, it. Man, I
3: love it. Do you think Michael Malone brings back, take that L on the way out? And uh, Laking Ball is <laughs> always After gets, a Game 7 win.
2: Get, Laking Ball gets the last word on his favorite Celtics podcast. Bad day for Tatum haters. Cough, cough, B vote. 51 in Game 7. I caught that, actually. 5-1 mm-hmm. and one in Game 7 record. Uh, four conference finals in six years. He's clutch. Only lost in Game 7 against LeBron and Kyrie. And Hayward is out. You're right, man. Oh, Hayward, man. I, look, sometimes you just <laughs> got to tip your hat. do it without him. Sometimes you just got to tip your hat. <laughs> he was great. I will, I will wait patiently for the next 5 of 21 shooting performance. And then I'll super uh, chat just you Just coming back. in, Mo
3: Bamba out tomorrow. Oh. I love that that's an update. Tristan Thompson. Hey, man.
0: Yeah. You want the notes? I give you the notes. You gave me the notes, man. All right, guys. <laughs> hit that outro music. That does it. We are going to be back. This is the one we waited for. We got, got through that sun's one. Remember when we waited for that one? Went perfectly. It did go perfectly. This one tomorrow night's going to be an all timer LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray. Mm, I'm ready for it. Man, another one. We better end this. Sub- no mores come in. What do we got?
2: Ilvap, Anthony Edwards, and Cat would be top three players.
3: Embiid be beaten playoffs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like it's not. It's like it's, it's not slander. It's true. It's I mean special. now it's
3: Bradley Beal.
0: That's what I'm saying. So of course it would be towns would be up there. It's not
3: Trey Young. Uh, oh, it out. might
0: be Troy Young, actually. They lost. The oh yeah, they out. lost. They lost <laughs> the Trey All right, guys, that does it. We got it tomorrow. Uh, if you want a place to watch it, where you're in the company of other Nuggets fans, come on down here. Lakers fans not invited, including you, Nighthawk. Yeah. You're not even invited here. I'm sorry. We, we will actually you. kick you. We out. love
1: you, but we will kick you out. Yeah, so like not, not only not invited,
0: banned, banned from the from the bar. Unfortunately, this is a place. Hey, again, I've said this all all along, but sports are the one place in a city where yes. you get. People together of like minds. You get people of all walks of life, religions, this or whatever. So the DNVR bar, it is a sacred place. Come here, yeah. be with your people, knowing that you're not going to have somebody trying to troll you. You know, yes. some Lakers bro. We will to troll kick you.
1: you out, Lakers fans. We're not kidding.
0: No, I did to <laughs> like, we're like, not we, kidding. We have the authority to do. We that. will kick you out. You're not. Maybe. You're not welcome here. So anybody, hit that like button on the way out. See everybody tomorrow.